from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is Cairo Nights with Jake Scorheim. Welcome back to Cairo Nights. It's the 9 p.m. hour. I'm your host, Jake Scorheim. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. Are you guys keeping warm? There's like a lot of, uh, there's, it's snowing in different places right now, uh, up in my neck of the woods, up north in Snohomish County. Apparently we're getting some snow uh, near my house. There's like, I was talking to somebody else earlier. They said there's, we're expecting freezing rain, which doesn't sound fun. So be safe out there. Drive safe, whatever you're doing. If you're outside, just be keep warm. But if you don't have to be outside, I would highly recommend against it. And I hope no matter what you're doing, you just listen to the show. And, uh, you know, if you're going inside, you can stream us on your uh, smart speaker or you can listen on uh, our radio <laughs> in the house, right? That's something you can do. You can listen to radio in the house like uh, Little Orphan Annie back in the day. Uh, but, yeah, it's been very cold outside. Okay, campers, rise and shine. And don't forget your booties because it's cold out there. It's cold out there every day. What is this, Miami Beach? Not hardly. So. <laughs> Not hardly. Uh, so there has been, like, bursting pipes wreaking havoc across Western Washington. This was a big topic of conversation. I didn't even know how this worked, but basically what happens, and, and forgive me, because I'm just learning this this year. I didn't even know. I mean, I understood what a breaking pipe was, but I didn't understand how it worked. I assume when it froze, the pipe was breaking because uh, it got so, so, so cold that the pipe would break, which is wrong. That's incorrect, and that's stupid, and I'm stupid for thinking that. What happens is the water can't move. It freezes. Uh, when, when water freezes, it expands, which is what's happening. The pipes can't contain that expansion, and it bursts, but you don't get a leak yet. When you get a leak is when everything thaws. So you might, a lot of you might be experiencing that right now. I actually had this happen to me. This was really scary. Um, I couldn't get my water downstairs in my uh, the basement of my house. I have a, my laundry room. It's like in the deep deepest part of my house. And I couldn't get any water in my uh, washing machine. And so I'm trying to figure out what's going on, what's going on. And I'm getting an error code on the washing machine that says uh, it's a frozen pipe possibly, That's meaning that the water's not getting into it. I'm like, no, that can't possibly be. It's not frozen. And then I remember, oh yeah, it's been really, really cold. It's been like 10 degrees at night. And so I looked around and yes, I had a frozen pipe. Now I got really, really lucky because fortunately my pipes are not uh, made of copper or PVC pipe, which a lot of different pipes are depending on when your house was built. My house is three years old. So they use these like rubber type pipes and those have a little bit of give for expansion, but they could still freeze. And so it froze. So what I was, what I figured out how to do thankfully, is I pulled the uh, the water cord off of the back of my um, clothes washer and I put it into the sink in the downstairs bathroom and I turned the thing on. I was like, all right, I'm going to check and see if this pipe is really frozen. So I turned the water on full blast, nothing, like no water was coming out. So I was like, oh, okay, so it's not the washing machine. It must be the frozen pipe. And so I'm, I decided to leave it down there. So I'm like, all right, slowly it'll thaw and the, the trickle will turn into a few drops and or the few drops coming out will turn into a trickle and eventually it'll clear itself. But they say like one of the ways you can keep your pipes from bursting if they have frozen is to try to make sure that you're keeping that pipe as clear as you possibly can and open so that the water has a place to escape to as it starts to um, thaw out. And so I was like, all right, this is a smart idea. I can do this. So I put it downstairs in the sink and I 
kind of forget about it. And I don't think anything of it. So I'm upstairs and this is like the timing of this is crazy. I go upstairs and I talk to my wife. I'm like explaining to her my genius fix because she just wants to know when she can start, you know, washing things again. And I'm like, well, no, 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 here's the deal. And I explain the whole thing to her like I did to you. And hopefully she's just as entertained as you are, but no, she wasn't as entertained. She's like, all right, just tell me when the pipe's going to be fixed. So I'm like, oh yeah, so it's take, just be a little bit. And I explained to her how I took the hose off and what a genius idea it was, take the hose off and put it in the sink. And she goes, well, what happens if it like clears? I'm like, what are you talking about? She goes, what happens when it clears, when the pipe clears and the water starts flowing in? Isn't that like kind of a high pressure pipe going into the washing machine? Isn't that going to fill up the bathroom? Isn't that just as big a problem as having a leaky pipe? And I was like, huh, you know what? She's right. And as we're having this conversation, I hear this boosh sound downstairs in my house. And like, I've never run this fast in my life. There could have been a bear after me and I would not have run this fast. I just bolted downstairs. I don't even remember going down the stairs. I just instantly appeared downstairs in the laundry room and that hose is just flapping all over the place and flying. I mean, it's a really high water pressure and maybe there's a lot of pressure backed up because it is just like, you know, it was full of ice and all this pressure. I don't know if pressure builds up in the pipes like that, but maybe, I don't know. I'm not a plumber. Plumbers, text me. Let me know if this is normal. Spraying all over my bathroom, like covers everything. The floor is soaked. I get in there with towels and everything and I, I, you know, mop it up and clean it up. But I'm also at the same time, I'm like kind of like feeling pretty glad. I'm pretty happy about it because it means that I don't have a pipe that's frozen anymore, which I was worried about because I have had a leak in the wall before and that is a whole other headache. Uh, We got some great plumbers out there and uh, they have done me a solid um, before because I I needed help. I literally had to take a wall out because I did something stupid to a pipe. You don't need to hear about that story right now. But This is happening everywhere. So if you are also suffering from this, you can text me and we can commiserate together. And I apologize if you're going through this. It sucks. I hope you're not having frozen pipes, but this is happening everywhere right now. At Seattle University, apparently, brown water flooded the student housing uh, yesterday, forcing a lot of students to evacuate. We all know what brown water is. Brown water was seen pouring steadily into the stairwell in a video that one of the students posted on social media. Um... Seattle University confirmed that a pipe had indeed burst in their student apartments and the flooding impacted at least nine student units in their uh, whatever building it was in. And that wasn't the only place. Um, Seattle Fire Department estimates that they responded to roughly 175 calls for burst pipes since last Friday. So it's happening everywhere. I mean, not like a ton. 175 is not that many, if I'm being honest, for a fire department. Um, I didn't know you were supposed to call the fire department when your pipes are bursting. I That wouldn't be the people that I would call. That's... It's not a pipe of fire, is it? I don't know. Why are people calling the fire department? Call a plumber. If you have a burst pipe in your house and it's leaking and it starts coming out of your wall, which is a real hassle, believe me, I've had, I've had that happen before. If that's happening to you, find out right now, maybe even before you have a burst pipe. This is just like a, 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 a PSA. Go downstairs, wherever your water comes into your house, and find the shutoff uh, valve. It's like just a little handle. It's connected to the main pipe that goes into your house. You're going to want to know where that is. Because you want to be able to shut that water off as fast as humanly possible. And you can save yourself hundreds, if not thousands of dollars of damage if you're quick on the trigger and you can get that pipe shut off really fast. Otherwise, it's just going to go everywhere. So here's some uh, recommendations. Uh, MyNorthwest.com has a bunch of recommendations on how to keep your pipes from uh, freezing. 
Uh, you can cover all exposed pipes. Good idea. You should be doing that. It's like those little things you put on the, um, you know, the hose covers outside your house. Uh, keep your tap running on cold days to relieve pressure. This is a new one for me. I didn't realize you were supposed to do that. Uh, it's a good idea. Open your bathroom and kitchen cabinet doors to help circulate heated air. That's really good because the pipes, again, they're all behind the wall. So anything you can do to get warm air against those walls, that's really going to help you. And then last but not least, they say keep your thermostat at a constant steady temperature throughout the day. And at night, too, like a lot of people let their houses get really cold at night because, you know, it saves money. It's a good idea. It's good for the environment, they say. So, but you might want to rethink that during the really, really cold times and, you know, keep your house as warm as you can afford to do it. Keep your house from uh, flooding. A lot of schools, I just mentioned Seattle University, a lot of, uh, like, public schools were also closing down. Granite Falls had some pipes burst. Shoreline, Mount Baker, Issaquah, Sultan, Arlington, Lake Stevens, Lake Washington. My kid's school was canceled today because they sent a text message out and they say, hey, parents, by the way, uh, over this really cold three-day weekend, one of the pipes in one of the classrooms burst and sprayed everywhere and created like an ice rink in the classes. And so we have to shut down school tomorrow and get some emergency plumbing in here. So hopefully they're going to be back at school tomorrow, but it can be a big headache. So, uh, you know, just take care of yourself out there because the, the cold weather's, you know, I mean, it's starting to warm up. It's going to be warm a little bit now, starting soon, but these nights still get really, really cold. Um, I spent some, I want to ask you guys a question. I don't know, I don't know why this is. This is a kid's story. Um, I don't know why my sons do this, but the other day we were over at my uh, parents' house. They have a, like a little sledding hill and at the bottom of the sledding hill, not like, not like at the immediate bottom. You have to like go out of your way to get to it. But they have this big pond. And for whatever reason, I go inside for like two seconds. We're going to go sledding. It's, you know, the ground is icy and covered in snow. And so we're like, oh, it'll be really fun. So we get the kids over there. My son's instincts for everything. I have three sons. Their instincts are just wrong. And I have no idea why it is. I don't know why every instinct in their little head is just the opposite of what you should be doing. But I go inside for two seconds, and then I go back outside. I look outside. All three of my sons, eight, six, and four, they are running over to the pond and putting their sleds on the frozen pond. They're just going to, like, go out there. I don't even know what their plan was, to just, like, slide out there. Did they think they were boats? I have no idea. I don't know why boys are like this, but they are. They're just dummies, and I don't get it. I don't know what's going on in their heads. Are you stupid or something? Stupid is as stupid does, sir. Absolutely is. Stupid is as stupid does. And my sons are not doing super smart things right now. I don't know why. I'm hoping that that changes at some point. I have five nieces. I have, I have, I'm about to have four sons. I have three sons right now and I have one, another boy on the way. So I'm going to have four sons. And I can tell you as a father of boys, they just do dumb things. You guys text me and let me know if I'm wrong about this. And you can let me know if I'm right. And a lot of you are going to agree with me. If you have boys and girls, boys just do dumb things because girls are too smart and they don't do that. I have five nieces. They would never do this. I don't know why they don't do this. They just don't. They stay inside. They play the piano. They color. They're just generally agreeable people. They're nice to be around. And my boys are just pig piling or, or trying to get onto the ice. And I don't understand why they do it. And it's just my job to keep them alive until they're 18. And then it's on them. And that's all we can do. I think that's all we can do. And then they have to live their own life and they have to grow up. And, uh, you know, as parents, we're just trying our best. Uh, 888-973-5476. That's the text line. That's the Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line. If you guys have any advice, parenting tips you ever want to share with me or uh, you want to share some stories about your own kids, I'm always happy to commiserate with other parents, hear about their horror stories as well. Makes me feel better about my parenting. Uh, speaking of young people, 
Uh, is this going to become a trend? Listen to this. Another young person has gone on TikTok to voice their feelings and frustrations about their work. I don't think this is a good idea. I'll explain why it's a bad idea in just a second. But this is Tennessee-based Sierra Desiree Frederick. She posted a TikTok video explaining why she was so, so, so super excited about this new job she had. And then a couple of days into the job, apparently they just said, you know, Sierra, you're Time here, your time here is up. Uh, you are fired. You're not the one anymore. And so they decided to let her go. And she was very surprised by this. And she took to TikTok to tell us about it. I drive to work this morning for my fifth shift. Our CEO is standing there with an envelope in his hand. We're letting you go, Sierra. That's how I got fired this morning for my job that I have not even got to start. <laughs> not even got to start. Uh, maybe a little bit. Maybe she did start a little bit. So this is, uh, I have some uh, Daily Mail saw the video. She has since pulled the TikTok video. It's no longer available online, but she has, uh, originally when she posted it, somebody wrote a story up on it and they kind of de- walked us through the video. I looked for more of it, but that's all I could find. Um, Sierra began railing against other members of her company, and this according to Daily Mail, suggesting that their lack of understanding of how to train her was to blame for her being let go. She claimed in the video that the people in the company, quote, didn't know the process of training her, claiming they regularly told her, I don't know what to give you to do today or I don't know what to show you today. She went on to allege that one day she walked in and her trainers just made her watch videos that she already watched for about three hours. She recalled that she spent most of that day staring at a computer doing nothing, which led her to feel very useless as an employee. She says in the video, um, while she was feeling down, this is all from the Daily Mail's description of what she uh, uh, talked about in the video that she posted on TikTok and then has subsequently pulled down. Now, this is where I think Sierra takes a, a, a bad turn. One, posting the video. Bad idea. I'll explain why in a minute. But she also talks about here, she says she texted her boyfriend that she needed to talk to her CEO or something because she's not learning anything. I think that's a bad idea in your first week to reach out to the CEO of the company you've just been hired to uh, at 22 years old and talk about how you're not learning anything. If I'm running a company and I get a knock on the door and it's somebody who, you know, it's 22-year-old who I've just recently hired. I probably am not even aware that they've been hired. So, I mean, this is a really small company, which it might be. I don't know. It could be. Maybe they're like, maybe they have an open-door policy and everybody's just really chummy and talks all the time and she knows the CEO well. I doubt that, but maybe that's the case. Best case scenario, that's the case. But I don't think that's what's happening. If you're 22 years old, why are you knocking on the door of the CEO basically criticizing his company, saying you're not learning anything. Uh, so despite her desire to grow, again, this is from the Daily Mail, she says when she arrived at 7 a.m. for her sixth day, she got the shocking news from the CEO who was sitting there with an envelope in hand. All right, I guess the CEO did take the time to fire her. He looks at me, there's people in this room, full, a room full of people, handed the envelope to me and says, we're letting you go, Sarah, Sierra. Um, Sarah or Sierra? Sierra replied to him, um, okay, I've been here for five days. I've learned literally nothing. He continued, thanks for coming in. You're not working out. We're going to continue our search. And then he walked away. Again, this is all like secondhand. This is all from Sierra. And so this is a 22-year-old's idea about what happened and why she was fired. Maybe the idea that she's texting her boyfriend at work in the first week of work is not a good thing. Maybe reaching out to the CEO, um, themselves and, and, uh, saying that you're not learning anything again, kind of a bad move. That's not a move that I would make, but mostly I would not make TikTok videos complaining about your work. Like this is a new thing. I guess people are going to start doing, we talked about this like a week ago. I think there was another girl. She works 40 hours a week at Walmart. She's very upset. She can't afford life as she wants it. She's wearing a Walmart vest. That's all we know about her. She's wearing a Walmart vest. She says she uh, vest. She says she works about 40 hours a week. She has a name tag on. This is cat. And she's complaining. She's a Gen Zer, and she's complaining that 
people are not being fair to Gen Zers because they work so hard and they can't have the same life that we had 20 years ago when we were that age. And this is what that sounded like. I cannot stand how the news has been dogging Gen Z and calling them lazy for not wanting to work a nine to five for the rest of their lives. Let me put it in perspective for everybody who's a little confused here, okay? I work five days out of the week, 40 hours a week, okay? I do not make enough to live on my own. I would not make enough to pay rent, water, electric, and eat. We didn't either, by the way, uh, to this Gen Z. I don't know her name. She says her name is Kat. But I didn't either when I first got my, you know, first jobs out of college. I couldn't afford to live on my own and to eat food also. So I lived with my parents for a while. And then you save up some money. You eventually get, like, kind of a crappy apartment with a bunch of people, which I did. I shared with four other guys. One bathroom, four guys. Not ideal. Trust me. All by myself. I would not be capable of doing that. 20 years ago when you were getting started, you could live on your own. 20 years ago when you first started, you were able to do everything that I am now struggling to do. Let me add another perspective here. You've been working for 20 years. You have 20 years of working experience behind your belt. You have 20 years of experience in a career that has allowed you to gain raises, to get more money, to profit you in an economy that you created. Yeah, I didn't create the economy, but yes, no, I'm making a lot more money now. It's nice. I highly recommend it. And you will get there as well with age and experience. So just a nickel's worth of free advice to any Gen Zers out there who are uh, maybe in between jobs or unhappy with the one they currently have. Don't post anything on TikTok complaining about your job, even if you were fired unjustly because your future employer, and you will want a future employer, I promise, everyone's going to Google search you in the future as you get your jobs. They have been doing it for 10 years, 20 years. I've been being Google searched every time I've applied for a job. I guarantee it, somebody looks me up. I mean, you hand in your resume, but they're also looking for the stuff that you're not volunteering to them. And the stuff that they don't want to see is that you get online and immediately voice your concerns. It makes you an undesirable person to hire. And they're going to go, there's a lot of people applying for jobs these days. They're going to go for the next person who doesn't have TikTok videos complaining about work. I promise you. So don't post videos about your job, no matter if it's, bad or good and just just trust me just stay away from tiktok stay away from social media if you're talking about your job post videos about cats everybody loves cats that's my advice just post videos about cats or uh, animal fails people love animal fails too or funny things that happen in the snow we like that too all right i want to share one quick great story about a gen zer i don't want his dog on gen zers this guy in alabama decided to help when a four-year-old autistic boy went missing in the woods he was missing for three days. Uh, this good Samaritan stepped in and he said that God helped him find this kid who was just walking around the woods. This kid was missing for, again, almost three days in the woods. He had no uh, shoes on. He wandered away from his house, apparently, and they didn't know where he was. He was only wearing a T-shirt and sweatpants. And then this guy showed up and he found him. His name is Mark Keith Williams. He talked to News 4 in Alabama about finding the boy. Um, well, when we first got here, we were standing in a field or whatever, and so they had separated us. So um, we went on the other side where the hills and stuff, and we was probably approximately about a mile in the field, and the lake was leading everybody downhill, so I decided, me and another guy decided to go uphill. And when we went uphill, I seen them land probably about 200 yards from me, 
but I didn't want to holler because I didn't know that was him for sure. So when I got about 60 feet away from him and I seen that was him, I went to hollering and everybody ran over there. I, I, I feel good that I found him. I, I don't just give myself, you know, all the credit because it was more than just me out there. But I mostly give credit to the man above because if it wasn't from him, none of us would have found him. So, you know, I don't take all the credit. Pretty cool story. The kid's safe, back with his family. That's great. All right, we got a lot more coming up on the show. Stick around. We're going to be right back here on Kyra Nights. You're listening to Cairo Nights with Jake Scorheim. Welcome back to Cairo Nights. All right, I want to play you some audio, and I want to know from you guys if it's okay to laugh about this. Now, this is some uh, this is some Biden audio, and it's presidential satire. And here's a question. This is why I'm, I don't know. This is why I feel like I need to ask this question, because it sounds cruel. It sounds a little bit cruel. And the reason it sounds a little bit cruel is because of Biden's age. He's not a young guy. He's in his 80s. He's old. He's like very old. So I want your advice here. Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line, 888 And I'm going to explain to you why I'm so torn by this. And then I'm going to play you this audio because I think it's funny. But Biden is getting to that age where it's kind of not cool to be laughing at him because of his age. Like he's starting to do things that he's not intentionally doing that's funny. Or maybe he's, you know, doesn't, isn't aware that he's doing certain things. And so I'm torn about that because I, I I love old people. Like, some of my absolute favorite people in the world are old people. I, I can't get enough of them. I love old people. Go have a conversation with an old person. You're not going to waste your time. I promise you it's going to be worth your time. It might take a little bit because old people tend to be a little bit slower. They like, you know, they kind of have their own schedule. They do their own thing. But that's great because you're going to be reminded about what's important in life. And what's important in life, it's about slowing down and talking to people, having relationships, and just like connecting with people. That's what life is about. And old people understand that. They're not in the rat race like you and I are, just like running around like crazy, trying to make a buck, trying to stay good looking, sexy at the same time. Old people are cool, just like they just let it all hang out. Old people are cool that way. And so this I'm torn about. Like, I love old people, but this is funny. But Biden is old. And I'm torn about that because should we, and, and he's the president of the United States. So like, yes, we should be able to scrutinize the elected president of our country. Correct? Like, obviously, that's, I'm just, I don't need to ask that question. You guys know the answer to that question. Will Farrell as George W. on SNL. That was very funny. I have laughed. I thought it was great. W. That was a bad impression, but Will Farrell was great. I don't need to tell you the impression. You, you remember Will Farrell doing that on SNL. Alec Baldwin felt like every week that Trump was president. For four years, Alec Baldwin was on SNL doing something. And it was pretty good. I mean, it's still Alec Baldwin, but, you know, it's funny. But Biden's... What's the word I'm looking for here? He's old. He's just really old. I'm not sure if it's okay to laugh at it. But, but nobody's forcing Biden to do this job that we know of. I mean, like, I assume he's still making all of his decisions. So, like, he's the one who wants to be there doing the job. And he fought hard for the job, and he's running for the job again, so clearly he likes it. And historically, we've been able to, like, make jokes about our presidents. So I'm just kind of torn about it, because I saw this audio clip, and I found this to be very... My instant reaction was, oh, this is really funny, and I can laugh about this. And we can all laugh about this, and we can enjoy it. But then there's also this small, tiny little voice inside that says, is that mean? And why was I asking myself, is it mean? Because Biden's so old, so he's kind of crossed into this new territory. If he were 76, I wouldn't be asking this question. Maybe 77, 78, I guess. But because Biden, I think he's 81 now. Because Biden's 81, then, you know, and he doesn't appear to be like 
it's it's kind of like quick and you know he he was like kind of quick on the trigger you know earlier in life he would have a disagreement with the reporter and he would just say go toe to toe with him he doesn't even talk to reporters now and so i'm not sure if that's because he's just decided they're not asking the questions he wants or is he at a point now where he doesn't feel confident going toe-to-toe with a reporter and talking to reporters. And so I don't know why he's not talking to reporters, but he's not. And I'm assuming it has something to do with his age because he used to, I mean, there's videos. You go on YouTube, you find Biden yelling at reporters. He made a sport out of it. He loved yelling at reporters. He loved it. Talking about, you know, just whatever he was talking about. So here's this clip. You guys be the judge. 888-973-5476. Uncle Shoe Casino Resort text line. Let me know. Is this okay to laugh at this kind of stuff? Somebody made a video and it's called White House Senior Living. Here it is. Judge for yourself. At White House Senior Living, our residents feel right at home. Our vibrant facility offers delightful activities and outings. And, and again, this is a uh, audio medium. We're not all watching this together. But if you were watching this, it looks like somebody is putting together a promotional video for like a, you know, a long care term facility that you might move into when you reach a certain age or when you need extra help, just making sure that, you know, uh, somebody's going to be taken care of a place where you're not worrying about somebody falling down. You know what I mean? Like you're not worried about that because they have staff there to help with these things. And it's so it's, you know, it's videos of Biden being walked off the stage by his wife or uh, as you will hear in a second, they're asking him about the kind of foods that they have. Round the clock professional care and exquisite house-made meals. Oh, I've been eating everything that's put in front of me, but I've been eating all, all Italian foods, basically. And ice cream. And ice cream, chocolate chip ice cream. White House Senior Living, where residents feel like presidents. <laughs> where residents feel like presidents. All right, I don't know if that's old, but you guys can let me know if you, th- I mean, I'm not old. I don't know if you guys think that that is, I got old on the brain. I don't know if you guys think that that's funny, if that's okay to laugh at, I found it kind of funny to laugh at. You can hit me up on the text sign, 888-973-5476. Here's another thing I want to play for you guys really fast. Um, so Team Biden is putting out, if you're a fan of Team Biden, you're not going to want to miss this on this golden opportunity. Uh, Team Biden has put out this new thing. Do you guys remember Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, that golden ticket song they sang about? I got a golden ticket, I got a golden ticket, my way, and with a golden ticket, it's a gold. Charlie Bucket, he's a little uh, little pitchy there. Um, so, Team Biden, they're pulling out all the stops uh, as they ramp things up for this year's election. Biden posted on X. He said, hey, big head, if you order a sign from our campaign store, you could receive one signed by me. It was pretty exciting. Biden actually detailed that in a video as he's signing some of these big heads. You've seen these. There's like yard big head signs. It's just like a, it's a big head. It's exactly what it looks like. It's just this big printed cardboard head of Biden's head. And it's connected to a stake and you stick it in the ground and it lets your neighbor know who you're voting for. I'm autographing some of these. And once I'm done here, these signed versions will be tossed into circulation in our campaign store. It means anyone who orders one of these signs has a chance of getting their signed, sealed and delivered. Get your own yard sign now. Get it now. Uh, I went to the campaign site to see what uh, one of these great signs is going to cost you, if you're interested. The double-sided big head is $25. And if you're looking for a sign to vote for Democrats, this is it. This is according to the, sign, uh, to the website. This is from the Biden's, uh, Biden Campaign Victory Fund, whatever it's called. Biden Victory Fund. Uh, if you're looking for a sign to vote for Democrats, this is it. American-made, union-printed, 
purchase is a donation to the Biden Victory Fund, $25 uh, if you want to buy in Big Head. So you can go find it on the campaign website there. Um, they were. Re I was reminded, though, you guys remember that scene in The Office where Michael is actually inspired by that Willy Wonka clip we just played as kind of a promotional thing? Because that feels like what Biden's doing here, right? Like he's going to toss in a couple of randomly signed Big Heads. You might be one of the lucky people that ends up with one of these Big Heads. Good morning, Michael. Oh, no, 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 no. I am not Michael. I am Willy Wonka. Good morning, Mr. Wonka. Here are your messages. The Willy Wonka golden ticket promotional idea is probably the best idea I have ever had. It's probably the best idea anybody has ever had. Three days ago, I slipped five pieces of gold paper into random paper shipments. This entitles the customer to 10% off of their total order. It will be a day for them that is full of whimsy, and full of excitement and full of fantasy. <laughs> full of fantasy. Uh, so just imagine that. Imagine that you're one of these people and you are so enamored with Biden that you say, I just got to have one of these big heads. 25 bucks? Yeah, great price. And you might get one signed by Biden himself, just like a Wonka golden ticket. But, I mean, like a, a completely useless. But it's a big sign signed by President Biden. So that's something, right? Go get your big Biden head today. Get your own yard sign now. Get it now. All right, we got a lot more coming up on the show. We'll be right back here on Cairo Nights. You're listening to Cairo Nights with Jake Scoreheim. Welcome back to Cairo Nights. It's the last segment of the show. It's where we get to play all of our favorite stuff for you of the day. Kind of the most uplifting stuff a lot of times. We'd like to end on a high note on this show, especially on this momentous 100th show. We want to end on a very, very happy note. So first, I'm going to tell you something that I, I mentioned earlier, but it's as a way to segue into it. I mean, I have two stories of Good Samaritans here. Just people doing so much good in the world. And I want you to also be a person who does good in the world. So I played this audio from you earlier. There's a young guy, he's 25 years old. He decided at the, uh, I think he was prompted actually by his aunt to go and help search for this missing boy in their small little tiny town in Alabama. This four-year-old autistic kid goes missing in the Alabama woods. The weather's setting in, it's getting cold. Uh, I don't know how cold it's getting in Alabama this time of year, but you know, it's January, so I assume it's getting kind of cold. It's certainly been cold around here, so maybe they're getting a cold spell too. I don't know. But people are worried. Four-year-olds shouldn't be outside by themselves at night for 50 hours, for two days, going on three days. This kid wandered away from his house. He's a four-year-old boy, and his name was Phoenix. His name is Phoenix. He was reported missing at 12.30 p.m. on Friday. He was only wearing shoes and a T-shirt and sweatpants. And he'd wandered away from his home. And when his mom noticed he was shit, that he was missing, she called in the police and everything. People start looking for him. They can't find him. And for two days, imagine as a parent how scared you would be, just petrified. There's nothing scarier than not being able to get access to your kid immediately and making sure that they're okay. And this lady had to live for almost three days with her kid just being gone. So scary, so, so scary. But God sent someone, a good Samaritan. His name is Mark Heath Williams. His aunt said, hey, you should go help look for this kid. And he said, well, I'm not gonna do it unless you pray for me because we're not gonna find him without God's help. So Mark Heath gets prayer from his aunt, goes out and starts looking. Everybody takes the same path. And he decides, you know what? I'm going to go up this other path just in case. And so he goes to the other side of this lake, this lake path. And lo and behold, I think that's a saying, right? Lo and behold. Lo and behold, what does he find? Um, well, when we first got here, we were standing in a field or whatever. And so they had separated us. So um, we went 
on the other side where the hills and stuff, and we was probably approximately about a mile in the field, and the lake was leading everybody downhill, so I decided, me and another guy decided to go uphill. And when we went uphill, I seen them land probably about 200 yards from me, but I didn't want to holler because I didn't know that was him for sure. So when I got about 60 feet away from him and I seen that was him, I went to hollering and everybody ran over there. I, I, I feel good that I find him. I, I don't just give myself, you know, all the credit because it was more than just me out there. But I mostly give credit to the man above because if it wasn't from him, none of us would have found him. So, you know, I don't take all the credit. That a cool story. This kid, again, I mentioned he was autistic. He's not verbal, so it's not like he could be out there yelling for help on his own, making him very, very tough to find. And this guy decided just to go in. He followed a path. He looked, uh, you know, he looked around and was led to this kid. And he says that God led him right there, and he wouldn't have found him unless uh, his aunt had prayed for him or something. So it's really, really cool. That's a great story. But it leads me to another story of a good Samaritan. And you may not have heard of Mark Keith Williams, uh, the guy we just heard from in Alabama. You've certainly heard from this guy. You guys remember who Hulk Hogan was? Who Hulk Hogan is? I shouldn't say was. He's still with us. Hulk Hogan, massively famous wrestler from my childhood. All I wanted to be when I was when I was growing up was Hulk Hogan. My brothers and I would literally be like doing suplexes off of the couch in our downstairs of our house. I would be Hulk Hogan. Uh, my brother would be Macho Man Randy Savage because Hulk Hogan was the guy who always won. And so I just want to be a Hulk Hogan. Also, he has a movie in the 1990s if you haven't seen it. I don't know how it holds up because I haven't seen it in probably, I don't know, 20 years, 30 years. But it's called Mr. Nanny. And it's Hulk Hogan who's playing a nanny. And it's fantastic. It's like really, really good when I was a kid. It probably is ridiculous now. But when I was a kid, there was no higher... Uh, no higher movie than Mr. Nanny. It was an absolute favorite. And Surf Ninjas. If you guys have seen any of those, text me. I'd love to know. All right, but Hulk Hogan was following this girl. He's on the road in, in um, Florida. He's with his wife and a friend. And they're all driving down the road. They're coming back from dinner. And this teenage girl in front of them is sideswiped by this car who's trying to like get off the freeway really fast. And she has to turn her car too quick. And it sends her into a tumble. And the car flips over. Hulk Hogan skids off to a stop. He goes over there, and she's stuck in the car upside down. You never know what's going to happen in a car. It could blow up or something like that. Obviously, you also want to get somebody out of the car, make sure they're doing good. So the car's flipped upside down. They can't get her out because the airbag is still there. So Hulk Hogan, who had just recently actually been baptized at this church, has this pen in his pocket from this church where he was recently baptized. And he posted about it. He says, the crazy part about the teenager that flipped her car was that without a knife to puncture the airbags to get her out, an Indian Rocks Christian ballpoint pen came in really handy to poke the bags. Thank you, God. All is well even now. Amen, Hulk Hogan. That's what he posted on X. But yeah, he saved this girl's life. I mean, I don't know if he saved her life. She's fine. She's unscathed. She's doing well. They posted a bunch of pictures. You can see these on TMZ if you're interested. But the uh, the, the crash looks pretty bad. But she's doing fine. She's standing next to the car. And then imagine, like, that happens to you. Just the craziness of that happening. And then the person who pulls you out is the Hulkster. How cool would that be? Very cool. I don't know if she's old enough to know how cool it would be, but if I'm ever in an accident, I want Hulk Hogan pulling me out. Absolutely. All right. This has been a great show. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us. We really do. After 100 shows, we're just getting off to a start here, guys. This is going to be a lot of fun as we continue building that number. I'm super excited about this, and I hope you guys are also enjoying the show. Uh, we're going to be back tomorrow for our 101st show, so don't miss it. We're going to be back then. All right, but for now, night-night. 